Welcome to All Turns and No Breaks with Tam and Renee. This isn't an ordinary show. This is NASCAR Talk for fans by fans. Hey NASCAR fans, welcome back to another episode of All Turns No Breaks with Tam and Renee. I am Renee, she is Tam. Hey! <laughs> Yo, Tam's had a long day and so have I, so uh, we're not going to take that away from you, Tam. Uh, how was your weekend? My weekend is still... Oh wait, no. What is today? I'm so confused. Don't tell me the date. I already know. My weekend <laughs> was great. I am traveling once again. I'm actually in Bluffington, South Carolina, which is like the Sea Islands where you have Hilton Head, Tibby Island, all those various lovely places in the South. I'm actually Where you are here. in the South and you should have some good food down there. Yes, I'm actually down here test driving some cars with Mazda. And oh, awesome. Yeah, the food has been really, really, really great. I have no complaints, but I will tell you guys, I am tired. Tam is tired. <laughs> I could only imagine from all the traveling and then just you being up all day. I personally had a wonderful weekend, a lot of sports. This is just, like I said, just a great time of the season for me. There's football, there's NASCAR, baseball is coming to an end and everybody's fighting for a playoff position. I really love it. I really, really do. And if I could just throw this out as quickly as I can so we can go ahead and move on to what we're really here for and to talk about NASCAR, I just want to say what a really depressing 24 hours it's been in the uh, sports world. And Tam, I think you know what I'm alluding to. Number one, Arnold Palmer has passed away. Young pitcher by the name of Jose Fernandez passed away at the young age of 24. Terrible boating accident. And then uh, to top it all off, Vin Scully, who has been the voice of the Dodgers, it seems like forever, is finally retiring at the end of the year. So a crazy, crazy depressing time in the world of sports uh, lately. I, I don't know which is uh, worse. I mean, obviously, you look at Arnold Palmer dying and this young kid from Miami passing his way as well. And, and the fact that he had a baby on the way makes it even worse. And the Twitter feed just kind of exploded. And on top of the whole debate that happened between Hillary and Donald Trump, goes without saying, but the whole Twitter world just exploded with all of this news that's, that's been going on. I watched a little bit of a, a reel that somebody had put up. I think his name is Josh Gordon, who plays for the Miami team, and he hit a home run at his first his bat, and it was his first home run of the season, and he batted left-handed in honor of Jose Fernandez, who was also a left-handed batter, and he hit his first home run, and as he's rounding the bases, Tam, you could tell he was already emotional by the time he got around second base. By the time he made it to home plate, Tam, this kid was balling. Almost the entire team came out to greet him. It was an emotional moment. And I'm just watching the clip on Twitter. And I literally cried watching that clip. It was so emotional that it was hard not to get affected by that clip. It was awesome how the whole entire baseball team came together and really just got behind not just the family and friends of this guy, but the whole entire Miami Marlins team. It was really amazing to see. And uh, just as well as the whole golf community did when Arnold Palmer passed away. So I don't know if you saw any of that, Tam, but very, very emotional. Yeah, I saw some of it. I mean, and actually a few NASCAR drivers chimed in on Palmer's passing as well. We always say it's a great time to be alive, but lately I find myself saying it's an interesting time to be alive. And like you said, in a matter of 48 hours, 
we had so much going on, whether it was the debate, Arnold Palmer passing, the baseball player, Jose Fernandez. I mean, obviously there were other things going on in the world, but there's just, it's, I don't know, it's just a lot, lot going on. On that yeah. note, though, let's talk about all that's going on in NASCAR. As you yep. guys well, know, we were in New Hampshire. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you, although it was 300 laps, I thought the race went by fast, but it didn't go by fast enough because I decided to close my eyes because I was so tired. So I decided to close my eyes for, I think it was like 20 laps to go. It was a commercial, but it's nonstop NASCAR. So the little window is at the bottom. But I still felt the need to close my eyes. For whatever reason, I thought I could open my eyes before the commercial was over. <laughs> Getting to my point, I blinked. And next thing I know, Kevin Harvick won the race. And I was like, wait, I thought that Matt Kenseth had this in the bag. Yeah. What happened? What, what an amazing win that was. And Kevin Harvick just took advantage of a bad restart by Matt Kenseth, which was the very last restart of the race. And Kevin Harvick just ran right past him. And if you look back at some of the uh, interviews, all of the interviews that Matt Kenseth did, he basically said exactly why he lost the race. And it was due to that last restart. He said he just made a mistake. And he said the most important thing that he did that was the biggest mistake that he made was that he spun his tires and kind of allowed Kevin Harvick to take advantage of that and just zip right past him. And you know what? That's what's so great about this sport, Tam. I mean, it takes one little small mistake for you to lose a race. And if you look back at the race, Matt Kenseth really kind of dominated the later part of that race. And yeah, hey, I thought he was going to win the race too. You have to ask yourself, what happened to Martin Truex? It looked like Martin Truex Jr. was going to go back to back. And yeah. next thing you know, it was like, hey, that's the number 20, the Dollar General, Matt Kenseth. And then next thing you know, it was Kevin Harvick in the winner's circle. Anytime you want to rest your eyes, as I would say, and you guys can't see me, but I'm doing air quotes as in, quote, rest my eyes, quote, another way of saying sleep. Right, <laughs> I right. I woke up and I was like, oh, well, I was a little confused. I don't know why. I guess I'm just tired from so much travel, but I was well, so that, like, that, how did Kevin Harvick get in the winner's circle? I know. Well, I tell you what. Congratulations to the number four car and that whole team. Remember, it was just a couple of weeks ago that we uh, were talking about Kevin Harvick and him having these uh, issues with his pit crew about not doing their job. And we asked, was that a, a fair thing for him to call his pit crew out in public like that? But whatever the case may be, it obviously did its job because here he comes and he wins the New Hampshire. He puts himself in the chase to go on to the next round and he can rest a little bit easier for another week. So congratulations again to Kevin Harvick and his team and really pulled a fast one past Matt Kenseth. And I know Matt Kenseth, he's got to be disappointed, Tam. I mean, he was right there to win the race, and he just blew it. He should be disappointed just like Martin Truex should be disappointed because Martin Truex, who led a bunch of laps, ended up coming in seventh place. And just to recap, Kevin Harvick first, Matt Kenseth second, that Kyle Busch was in third, Bad Brad fourth, Kurt Busch fifth, Carl Edwards sixth. And you know what, Carl, I'm waiting on this guy. Like, I'm really waiting on him to show me some. We had Martin Truex in seventh, as I just said. Jimmy Johnson in eighth. Casey Kane, again, we hear that name in the top ten. Oh, Casey Kane in ninth. <laughs> and then Kyle Larson in tenth. Now, you all know that Kyle Larson is a part of our Fantastic Four. 
Kyle was one of the only drivers of our Fantastic Four who scored a top 10 finish. Right. Ryan came in 12th. Chase Elliott came in 13th. And I'm a little disappointed in Chase. I expected Chase to do something this race. And yeah. he went further back, which makes no sense. And yeah. Austin Dillon came in 16th. Austin is a guy, I think we both picked him not to move on in the chase into the next round. but Right, and it's, you know, and it's starting to even look like that even more. Yeah, and then Chris Buescher, I mean, is just a given. This guy, and again, you guys know, Chris Buescher is not a part of our Fantastic Four, but he's an honorary member, so we kind of include him because we just don't want to call it the Fantastic Five. But that right. guy, Chris Buescher, he came in 30th. I mean, I was a little outdone. Yeah, I think with Ryan Blaney coming in 12th and Chase Elliott coming in 13th, it's almost like you look at these four and you go, Kyle Larson looks like the only one that might move on out of the four. Kyle Larson seems to be the only one that's been consistent. And I think you're right. And I'm going to have to agree with you, Tam. I think I'm very disappointed in Chase Elliott coming in 13th. I thought, if anything, I was looking to see Chase Elliott at least finish in the top five in this particular race. And the fact that he finished 13th, wow, that was disappointing. Just looking at it from the top fantastic four that we've been talking about. Looks like Kyle Larson is the one that's probably the only one that's going to get in out of the four. Don't say that Chase is going to make it to the next round of the chase. I am going to say that again. Chase <laughs> is going to make it to the next round of the chase. Well, there you go. At least to the next round, correct? Yeah. I believe this guy's going to get his first win in the the chase. Although he didn't look like it this week, yeah. I believe he's going to win a race. It's very possible. I mean, he's got a handful of chances left. And uh, the thing about this, though, Tam, is that when it comes down to the chase, there's very little margin for error. And if he's going to do something, he's, I think Elliot's going to have to do it rather quickly because uh, all of these guys that are in the chase here, like Carl Edwards, here's a guy that he kind of like just flies under the radar and then he just comes out of nowhere and then he wins a race. I'm waiting for Carl Edwards to pull one out of the hat, just come out and just win one. You know what I mean? I don't know what it is about that guy. And I, maybe I'm kind of going a little bit ahead of ourselves as far as like predictions and stuff. I don't want to go there yet. I mean, just Carl Edwards is just one of those guys that you're going, okay, you know. So I look at that. And then I look at some of these other guys like Logano and Kislowski uh, who keep finishing kind of a little strong. And even Kyle Busch just looks like Chase Elliott is just like, I don't know, he's just like losing a little bit of steam, you know. Yeah, he's losing each week. He's digressing instead of progressing. Yes. You just said someone's name and I just realized we didn't call this guy's name in the top 10 and that's Joey Logano. Yeah. Where did Joy finish? Like, I don't really have much recollection. You know, the race was really interesting. It was a fast race, and I watched all of it except the end. And then, you know, I caught the end on the replay because, of course, when I woke up and discovered the race was over, I was like, what happened? Who won? So I watched a lot of the replays of the last few laps, but I was not able to figure out what happened with Joy. Was he in the race? I just don't recall them calling his name much during the race. Yeah, him and Kislowski kind of uh, started the race pretty well, but then just kind of faded off after a while. But, I mean, Logano finishes 11th in the race. I mean, but as far as the overall chase grid, he's still up there because of points along with Kislowski. So, yeah, well, I mean, Brad, he, not yeah, to cut you, you off, know, Renee, but Brad didn't do too shabby. He came in fourth. It's just... At this point, I'm expecting Team Penske to show up. This was Renee's pick. 
If you recall, Renee last week picked Team Penske. He said the two, the 22 or whoever, that was who he thought was going to win. Renee, you clearly can't pick good winners because you were nowhere near. At least I was close with Matt Kenseth. He just couldn't get it done on the restarts, which was just, ugh. Like, you're a veteran driver at this point. You shouldn't be spinning your wheels on the restart. Yeah, you're right. Kenseth said he made a mistake on that last restart. And if there was one time not to make a mistake, it was that one because Kevin Harvick completely took advantage of that. And here he comes. He punches his ticket to the next round. And as we look at the grid there, Tam, obviously Martin Truex and Kevin Harvick are in. And then you look at the others that are right below that. I think we can pretty much agree, Tam, on who we think is going on and who we think is not. And if you... Yeah, well, we already picked our bracket, so... Yeah, so, I mean, and I don't know if you listeners are out there have your own bracket. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Who do you think is not going to make the next round? I'd love to hear your thoughts. I'd love to see your picks of who's not going to make it. I think it's pretty obvious, me and Tam, who we think is not going to make it, but we'd love to hear your input. So, Tam, if they have their picks of who's not going to go to the next round, please tell them where they can tweet us or they can send us their picks. You can... Hit us up on Twitter or hit us up on Instagram. In fact, I think we have something already posted on Instagram that asks the question, who do you have not making it into the next round? So you can easily just leave your four drivers on that post. So enough about New Hampshire. Let's go into uh, what's going on in NASCAR, Tam. What are some of the hot topics that were going on in NASCAR? Well, Renee, you already know about the $500 million lawsuit that was brought against NASCAR. And actually, the interesting thing, if you have a look at the actual paperwork, it not only names NASCAR, the corporate office, it names every team from Joe Gibbs to Pinsky. I mean, the lawsuit, we posted this on our Twitter account. I actually asked the question on my personal Twitter account that people think there was some validity. And for the most part, summarizing most responses were where there's smoke, there's fire. I had one or two people that just didn't understand at all and was like, okay, you know, there is diversity. And of course, they named Kyle Larson as well as Bubba Wallace. But it just comes back to the fact that this lawsuit could actually have some legs because on the surface, when you look at things, it just does not appear that there's diversity in NASCAR. So it's going to be really interesting to see how this unfolds. The news broke last week. Unfortunately, we had already did the podcast, so we weren't able to talk about it but we felt it was something that we needed to talk about as two people who fall into the category of diversity we felt we needed to mention it and we really want to know what our fans think about it do you think the lawsuit has merit or do you think it's just a ploy to get money one thing that came out was that The guy, I believe his name is Terrence Cox, who's suing NASCAR, he actually was trying to drag Steve Harvey in. Steve Harvey posted a video with an interesting response, basically saying he don't give a flying uh about fast cars. (laughs) And he explained his position and how he was being named, but that he actually was not involved and that he was not suing NASCAR. So that could be a blow to the guy who's trying to sue NASCAR because he's basically bringing in this celebrity who's like, yeah, I don't have anything to do with it. So we'll watch this case and follow it closely to see how it unfolds. And we will keep you guys posted. But yeah, hit us up if you have something to say about it. Perfect. Okay, so now we are going to go into our fan comment of the week. 
our fan comment of the week is really interesting. Not that they're not always interesting, but this one is interesting because it's a little bit different than what we usually do. Our comment comes from Josh Shin, and that's S-H-I-N-N. On Twitter, he uses the username at SliceSmoke14. So I'm assuming that is Slice as in Joey Logano, best thing since sliced bread, and Smoke, Tony Stewart, number 14. I'm not quite sure what that username is about, but it clearly is creative because he's actually slicing smoke. I don't know. Hmm. (laughs) Whatever. Okay, so this was a tweet in response to something that user NASCAR Mims posted. So he responded and said, now, now, I sometimes get that blue number four car and yellow number 20 car mixed up. What he is talking about, NASCAR Mims took a screenshot of NASCAR's actual Twitter account and the Twitter account for NASCAR actually tweeted a very interesting tweet. They said, checkered flag at Mankinsett wins at New Hampshire Motor Speedway, hashtag the chase with an actual photo of Mackenzie. So let me repeat that if you're a little slow. NASCAR's Twitter account, whoever handles it, made a mistake. And they actually tweeted that Matt Kenseth had won the race. How about that? Now, I brought this comment up because we want to ask you, was it a mistake? Was it a conspiracy gone wrong? Because some people put it out there. And do you think the intern or whoever's handling the social media account for NASCAR should be fired? If it was an honest mistake, hey, it is what it is. But was it really an honest mistake? Well, we'll let you answer that. Now, to me, because I'm not a conspiracy theorist, it's possible it could have been just an honest mistake. I think it's a stupid honest mistake because how could you make that kind of mistake? But I'm sure the conspiracy theorists are going crazy with this particular tweet. However, I think because I am not a conspiracy theorist, I just really think it was a stupid honest mistake. And whoever's running that account really needs to be relieved of their duties ASAP. Because, Tim, let's be honest, how do you literally make not only the mistake of tweeting that Matt Kenseth won the race, but putting up a photo of Matt Kenseth with the checkered flag looking as if he won the race? Where did they get that picture to begin with? Well, it was just a picture, his standard racing picture, but they put it together with some nice little graphics. <laughs> it was like, Matt Kenseth is your winner. Well, we'll leave it at that. My opinion is it was a mistake and it shouldn't happen. Should the guy be fired? I mean, if he's constantly making mistakes, then that's a different thing. But I'm all for someone keeping their job, even when they do stupid things like predict the race that's not finished and actually tweet out the wrong winner. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Now it is time for predictions, predictions. It's time for Tam and Renee's race predictions. Renee, who you got? And predictions it is. And I know I probably alluded to this uh, particular race car driver earlier in the podcast, but despite that I said his name and talked about him a little bit earlier in the podcast, he's actually not the guy I'm going with. My prediction is actually going to be Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch is going to win this next race at Dover. I feel it. I sense it. I can see it. It's almost like whoever is in charge of that Twitter account, I'm seeing what they're seeing. (laughs) Kyle Busch is going to win this race. You heard it here first. All turns, no breaks. Rene Garcia, given his pick, Kyle Busch is going to win the race. My dark horse to win the race, 
it's probably going to be one of the Penske guys. And I think it might be Brad Keselowski. Uh, I just see that the way Keselowski has been racing lately, and it's just, it seems like he's due for one, and he might sneak up and win this as a dark horse. But I really see Kyle Busch winning this race. How about you, Tam? Very interesting. I will drop a little history on you. Ooh. Your guy, Kyle Busch, is a five-time winner at Dover in the Xfinity race. Mm. So he's very familiar with this track. Before I go into my Sprint Cup predictions, let me let you guys know. Our last five winners at Dover included in 2015, Harvick, 2014, Jeff Gordon, 2013, Jimmy Johnson, 2012, Brad Keselowski, and 2011, Kurt Busch. Those were our last five winners for the race at Dover that typically takes place in late September, early October. Now, there are actually two races each year, so I didn't want to bore you guys with all the statistics for the May race because we're actually talking about the October race, so I read the October results. Now, one thing that I do want to add, guess who's a 10-time winner in the Sprint Cup Series at Dover? Wow, that's a good one, but I got a feeling you're going to tell us. I'll give you another hint. His first win came in 2002 at Dover. That was the first time that he won on the Dover track. His last win came in May of 2015. So between 2002 and 2015, this guy's won 10 times at Dover. Wow. Any ideals? It's not Matt Kenseth, is it? No, of course not. Okay, you're twisting my arm. You're not going to think and come up with an answer, so I'm going to have to give it to you. Mr. Six-Time Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, well, like I told you, Kyle Busch is actually a five-time winner in the Xfinity League, but Logano's won four times as well in the Xfinity League. And in fact, Logano went back-to-back because in 2012, in June of 2012, in September of 2012, he won both races, and then he completed the sweep in June of 2013 and September of 2013. So we have multiple winners at... Dover. With that being said, I'm going to go with Kyle Busch as my pick to win, and I'm going to go with Matt Kenseth as my dark horse. That's three weeks in a row that I'm sticking with this guy, Matt Kenseth. Matt, if you are listening, you better win this race. Win it for your own sake, not for mine. And there you go, folks. Those are our predictions. They're set in stone. And if you want to know on Instagram, you can hit us up on our All Turns No Breaks account and on my Snapchat at It's Renee Garcia. That's at I-T-S-R-E-N-E-G-A-R-C-I-A. Hit me up. I am Sincerely Tam on Twitter and Instagram. And look here, folks, as we always like to say before we leave, we always thank you guys for tuning in. And between me and Tam, we know to help put a positive spin on anything that's going out in the world, especially if it's just NASCAR, listening to us for 30 minutes, 35 minutes, 40 minutes. I know it's a a very sensitive and touchy time right now going on, especially in Charlotte. It's a really close to home for these NASCAR drivers. And I can speak for Tam and not just for myself. We've found ways to get through difficult times together. And I'm sure we can get through this difficult time. And for Tam and for me, thank you again. And we'll see you here next week. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for tuning in with Tam and Renee. 